Before we begin this episode, we would just like to say thank you for tuning in. And just a heads up, a little warning, we do have spoilers in this episode. So if at any point in time you are uncomfortable with the topic of discussion, please tune in next week. Beautiful greetings, everybody. My name is Alex Flores. And I am Meredith Frigo. And you're listening to Tea Time with Bitter and Sweet. Today, we will be talking about the mafia, some wise guys, and drinking... Forget about it. Meredith, my dear. Yes. First of all, what are we drinking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're having coffee. So nothing alcoholic. No, okay. no, no alcohol today. Um, we did wine last time, mm-hmm. um, but this time I thought, you know, when I think of mafia, and I know there are other mafias, but when I think of mafia, I think Italian. And mm-hmm. I was like, what do Italians drink? They drink a shit ton of wine and a shit ton of coffee. 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 Well, yeah, if you're like an Italian-American, you say some coffee. Um, but I'm very excited about this episode today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it, part of it might be because I'm Italian-American. An eighth of me is Italian-American. We have talked about this a lot on the show before. You love really old-fashioned movies. I do. And there's none more old-fashioned than the Mafia movie. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, because it dates back for forever. It does. Well, not only historically, but also, like, the movies are so legendary. Yes. They're such classics. Exactly. Like, it's so, like, people, even for myself, I don't watch a whole lot of mafia movies. But no. I, <laughs> but they're so legendary that I know about them. Yes. Because people just constantly are including it in their historical mm-hmm. cinematography, like, knowledge, you know? Yes, and it's so interesting to me how we idealize mafia. Like, mm, we just think... The organization. Yes, like, mm-hmm. we, either we think it's really cool, or they're freaking scary, because they are. Yeah. Because they're real. Yeah. That's another thing. Yeah. Please don't hurt us. <laughs> Please don't hurt us. <laughs> no, a, a lot of my family, actually, they like to talk about how we have relations with the mafia. Really? We do. We have a Don in the family, Ooh. which is, like, the head of the mafia. My family, we consider ourselves a coven. Do you? Yeah. And well, my good. my great grandma is the head of our coven as mm. a present. Well, that's <laughs> very cool. I love that. It's like an ongoing joke that we have. That you're a coven. Well, it's because we don't have a whole lot of men in our family. Yeah. Most of the most of the people who raised me were all women. Right. I was raised in the kitchen by my mother. Mm-hmm. My father passed away very early on in my life. My aunt has always been there for me. My grandma has always been there for me and of course my great grandmother like all these women in my life. And they believe in very like close-knit homeopathic kind of like traditions throughout the family so over the years my sister and I we've just called it the coven (laughs) (laughs) but I mean it is something to be said that a lot of people it doesn't matter where you're from like family connections yeah have a very huge impact on traditions you know what I mean it does and including in mafia movies yes yeah the family it's like the thing in the whole in the whole movie or in any even the show the Sopranos Mm-hmm. It's about the Sopranos. Are you going to protect the family? Right. The yeah. family. Is this good for the family? They like, 
I, it's kind of beautiful in a way. Cause it's like, they're trying to think of what is good for the whole mm-hmm. instead of like, what's good for me? Like, how right. am I going to benefit from this? Right. They think, is this going to benefit the family? Mm-hmm. And I love that. It's even though it's about killing people. (laughs) (laughs) If I whacked this guy, would it be best for the family? And it's like, yeah. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to whack this guy. All right, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) I love how often they say uh, somebody's going to get whacked. Mm -hmm. I watched, um, so I've watched a lot of mafia movies. Mm -hmm. And so last night I watched, because I was like, in preparation for this episode, I want to watch a new one that I've never seen that maybe I should have seen. I had, I did the same thing last night. Yes. So I watched Donnie Brasco. I watched my very first mafia movie yeah. of all time. <laughs> I'm disappointed, but we won't talk much about that. Oh, shit. That might be my bitter today. Okay. <laughs> How little mafia culture you've been exposed to. I don't to. watch mafia movies. And you watched uh, Irish mafia. Not even. Italian. I didn't even know that it was Irish <laughs> until like halfway through the movie. Yeah. I was just like, oh, that's definitely not an Italian accent. No. <laughs> well, and you know, I feel like so every kind of culture, not every culture, but a lot of cultures that have moved from Europe to the Americas mm-hmm. at some point in their moving here. They were kind of attacked or looked down upon or mm-hmm. something along those lines. So you're talking literally everybody. Yes. Right. Literally, literally everyone. everyone. Immigrant <laughs> nation. <laughs> but anyway, so, uh, yeah, the, uh, the people that, you know, came here and they were persecuted, like the Irish and the Italians and really anybody, um, they kind of created their own. This is how the mafia began. Mm-hmm. Um, they created their own kind of protective circle because they weren't even protected by the police or uh, people were really prejudiced against them. Mm -hmm. So in order to protect themselves, they created a hierarchy Mm -hmm. so that people could take care of them. And uh, that's also why I think they care so much about the family and so much about the group as a whole, because they're looking out for everybody as opposed to just looking out for, um, you know, themselves, Mm -hmm. which is great. In the LGBT community, we call it the house, which <laughs> I thought, go. which I thought was also kind of ironic because uh, in the LGBT community, we call it the house of something, whatever. the 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 famous houses are like the house of La Beja or the house of like Edwards, right. which is very Le- similar to like the family Corleone exactly. or whatever. But none of them are actually related because we create our own families. So it's like drag mother. And then the drag daughters. Right. And then there's also drag fathers, which are just the people who... um, Supportive, I guess. Financially, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, I get it. So I understand the hierarchy of it all, because in the same prospect, I also have different relations with different types of people. And there are people that I genuinely want to see succeed, and I want them to be protected, and I want to see them, like be nurtured, you know, even if they're not my actual family. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm picturing like a uh, LGBT mafia. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. And they dress pretty fabulously. <laughs> well, you know, in New York, there is a very, very strongly politically stanced 
community of the gays. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's the best way to say it. I mean, if we're going back to like the Stonewall riot or the Stonewall rebellion, the reason why we have Pride Month. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like eventually that will also be yeah. an episode. Yes, eventually. Uh, I would love to talk about that. But I understand where it's coming from because if it weren't for those things that we had to go through, if it weren't for those situations, if it wasn't for the discrimination or if it wasn't for the police brutality or anything like that, we wouldn't be where we are today. Right. We wouldn't have a voice. Right. We wouldn't have those things. Which I feel like is very similar with like Italian and Irish and uh, even the Mexican community because there's Mexican mafia. I think it's different whenever you yourself can identify with the community. Yes. Well, so my, my great grandfather, mm-hmm. um, who is fully Italian, his parents and him came from Italy to the Americas. Mm. Um, and he was telling, so I never met him. Mm-hmm. I was not born yet. Mm-hmm. Um, he passed away before I was born, mm-hmm. but, uh, he would talk to my grandfather about, you know, um, uh, the mafia and Italian culture and things like that. Cause he is from New York. Uh, he only came to Texas cause that's where my grandma Francis lives or lived. And you know, he moved here and they started a family and wh- what have you. Um, but my grandma, she said one time and she made a joke about like, Ooh, we could be part of the mafia because or whatever. And he got very serious and he said, you don't choose the mafia. The mafia chooses you. Oh, damn. Yeah. And she was like, Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, but it's very serious sometimes and, and like yeah. so in that culture like yeah. if you're part of that and he mm-hmm. was from New York so he probably mm-hmm. did experience you know seeing people in the mafia yeah. and things like that and it's just so interesting to me yeah the reason like mm-hmm. is to protect you know what's yours and who yeah. your people are it all comes down for me personally the way that I perceive it is it all comes down to like the civil rights movement mm-hmm. different types of people standing up and having a voice and trying to make their opinions heard right yeah love it love it love it not trying to say that being in the mafia is like anything of being a drag queen <laughs> like well <laughs> I, I'm not trying to say that there are it's like a similar upbringing no what I'm trying to similar say similar in protection yeah there's, I gotcha there's a there's a connection that you have with people regardless of what you name it or regardless of how you treat people everybody can identify with that somehow truth mm-hmm. truth something else we can identify with is a similarity between some lgbt um q i however many letters are in you, that the, the short one is just saying lgbt okay That's LGBT. The original one. so some similarities between that and the mafia is that they really like to look good oh yes <laughs> Really, really, really like to look good. So like in every mafia movie I've ever seen, there's always like a barbershop scene where they're getting shaved or, mm-hmm. and probably they're going to get killed at the barbershop, you know, because yeah. that happens. Yep. You're vulnerable in a mm-hmm. barber chair. Oh, you know what? In the movie that I watched last night, I watched The Departed and there was a scene just talking about their suits. Exactly. It, it was just like a whole scene talking about like, what are you going to wear? Yes, because they uh, care so much. I think it comes from, you know, being persecuted and things. And so they want to put their best foot forward and look like put together people. Um, That's where I think it comes from. But like, so in the movie I watched last night, uh, Donnie Brasco, Mm -hmm. um, Al Pacino is like teaching Johnny Depp how to be a wise guy in quotes. So Mm -hmm. like there's a bunch of rules that you have to follow. And one of them is like in the scene, Johnny Depp is wearing a pair of blue jeans and Al Pacino is like, uh, 
what the fuck? Like you can't wear those. Like that's not, that's not a, what a wise guy would wear. You've got to look good. You got to dress like me. And he's wearing like a tailored suit and had his hair calm. He's wearing a fedora and he had on a coat with fur and he was, you know, looking very put together. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's basically like, you need to stop looking like shit and you yeah. need to get it together, kid. But it's also like a stature of success. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, because if you're representing the family, Mm -hmm. which is very important to them, as we've discussed, Mm -hmm. you want to look good. And so often you'll see them combing their hair, which Mm -hmm. is a big stereotype trope thing. Yeah. But, you know, that probably does happen. They've got a comb. Lots of gel and oil. Yes. Lord. (laughs) Um, Thus, the the stereotypical name of a greaser. If you're Italian, they'll call you a greaser. Did you? Oh, my gosh. What was that movie or book that we read whenever we were in high school about... um, it has Pony, Pony Boy. Boy. It ha- oh God, what's what's it the called? The Outsiders. The Outsiders. Yeah, that's what it's called. Oh my gosh, that was such a good book. Yes. I didn't read the book in school, but after I was done with school, I finally did read the book, and it was so good. Yes. Oh, it's a great book. I agree. I really enjoyed that book actually, and the movie's good. The movie is amazing, but I understand what you're talking about, like the perception. The combing yeah, and, the... and the 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 um. How do you say? It? Whenever you want to. Your the presentation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the presentation is important to people. Mm-hmm. For sure. Sorry, I was taking a drink of coffee. It's okay, especially when you want to whack a guy. <laughs> when you want to whack someone, <laughs> you want to look good doing it. Um, I always found that interesting, though, because they care so much, and then they get all bloody. Mm-hmm. You know how hard it is to get blood out of clothes? <laughs> also, I'm a They probably worker. know. I would be wearing a lab coat, gloves. <laughs> I would have, like... Uh, slip resistant shoes. If they're not oh. going to be seen, they probably would wear something similar to that. But if you're going to be seen, you don't want to look conspicuous. I need a face shield. <laughs> like you walk into like, like the family's house and you're dressed like that. Like the they'd be on. like, shit's about to go down. <laughs> that would be the biggest giveaway. You're going to wear clothes you want to get rid of the next day. That's what you wear. I don't think I could kill somebody as gory as it's depicted in the movies. My God. Some of them can be really... They are so... Like in Casino, they brutally beat this guy with bats. Mm -hmm. And like in Mm -hmm. The Godfather, there's lots of blood in The Godfather. Mm -hmm. Although that's one of my favorite movies of all time is The Godfather. I'm, I still, I still love you. I still love you. Do you? I'm telling myself. (laughs) I'm getting there. And I still love you. It's fine. Um, Yeah. So uh, something else that I thought was really interesting is that in the movie I watched last night, which I hadn't really heard this, but I think that it's always implied. It's like the person that's going to whack you is whack you is your best friend. So like the person that you trust the most Mm -hmm. is probably going to be the person assigned to Mm -hmm. kill you. If somebody in the family needs to be dealt with in quotes. So like if you're telling somebody you need to deal with blah, 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 Mm -hmm. then you know that you're probably going to have to kill that person. That was That's a big thing that happens in a lot of mafia movies, yes. I noticed, because not only in The Departed, the movie that I watched last night, but it's a common running theme that there's a snitch somewhere. Mm-hmm. There's a rat somewhere. There's somebody working for both sides. Yes. And that's when um, you the person that they trust the most is responsible 
for that person. Mm-hmm. Like if my brother and I were in the Mexican mafia and I was a snitch or something like that, it would be on my brother. Yes, because, because he vouched he for you. is responsible for me. Yes. Yeah. And that was a big deal too. And Donnie Brasco, Al Pacino says that he vouched for him. Mm-hmm. And so when it came out that, you know, Donnie Brasco was actually an FBI agent. Mm-hmm. Sorry, this episode is full of spoilers. <laughs> um, but anyway, so when he, it comes out that he's an FBI agent, they kill Al Pacino. Another thing that is very common in mafia and Italian movies, and almost everyone I've ever seen, there is some form of cooking. Like, they're going to cook and make food mm-hmm. for everybody. Mm-hmm. And a shit ton of it, too. Yeah. It's kind of like the Last Supper kind of thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, for some of them, it probably <laughs> is. Yeah, you're right, because they're going to get whacked in the next but, scene. But Especially when you respect the person. Mm-hmm. If you respect the person that you're offing, or whatever the verbiage is that people use. There's a lot of very specific vocabulary that's used in mafia There is, there is, which I love, which we'll talk about also in just a second. (laughs) But if you genuinely respect the person, more often than not, you're going to let them know what's happening. You're going to sit down over a cup of coffee Mm -hmm. or maybe wine or alcohol or a beer or something like that. And you're just going to be like, I got to do this. Yeah. And they're just like, okay, make it clean. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like there's they that level of respect death. that goes on. But even still, there's that uh, little courtesy that you give people. Like, get this man whatever he wants. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So something that I really love is that in movies, in the mafia movies, a lot of times there's somebody teaching you how to cook. So like in The Godfather specifically, they have like the guy, I can never remember his name, but mm-hmm. he's teaching... Al Pacino again, mm-hmm. who is often in many Italian mafia movies. Yes. Um, anyway, so th- he's teaching him how to make spaghetti, like a good spaghetti or a good pasta. And he's like telling him exactly what to do. And even in the movie I watched last night, uh, Donnie Brasco, uh, he was teaching him how to make, uh, it's always an Italian dish. He's teaching him how to make, uh, I think it was chicken carbonara or something like that. Hmm. Um, but anyway, there's always some form of like, taking them under your wing and teaching them something, whether it's cooking or, mm-hmm. you know, teaching them how to do a good hit or something, <laughs> um, teaching them how to do a drug, whatever. Or if it's lingo. Yes. They'll use, they use specific lingo for some stuff. Like in The Departed, the movie, um, they will always call their boss. If they're in a place where they can't speak freely, they always say, Ma, Pa, I'm not going to be able to make it for supper. Right. Tell the boys to go on without me. You know what I mean? Yes. But that's like lingo for like, hey, I'm not going to make it. I've got caught up or I'm talking to the police or whatever is going on. Yeah. Like you need to pull out because it's not going to work. Right. But that's just like the lingo that they have. But it's still about like the family or about like food or about like stuff like that. Yes. I even love that. So and uh, I'm going to use Donnie Brasco a lot because I just watched it last Mm -hmm. night. Um, But there's a lot of uh, lingo that people use frequently so in the movies you know wise guys is something that they always call Mm -hmm. mafia members um which i think is really interesting like they think that that's i don't know like it's just what they call them i guess the title yeah and then um so in the godfather they have like specific thing like we're gonna take them to the mattresses which is like we're gonna go to war with them Mm -hmm. so they have certain things they say in order to almost keep it under wraps so that if they're in public it doesn't sound really conspicuous right even though if i heard somebody say i'm taking it to the mattresses i'd be like (laughs) what (laughs) or they would say like um you know this guy we're gonna take him to the cleaners Mm. that's a big one yeah 
Um, but one that in Donnie Brasco is really relevant is forget about it, which is what I said at the very beginning of this podcast. So like in the show, they explain, forget about it because he's like an FBI agent. So he's talking to the people that he's working with Mm -hmm. instead of like the mafia people. He's talking to like his other FBI agents and the FBI agents are like, so what is forget about it? Like, why do you keep saying that? Like, what does that mean exactly? And Johnny Depp, the character, he, he says, you know, it means a lot of things like. Uh, if you say like Beyonce is a, a beautiful woman, forget about it. It's like obviously, yeah, she's a beautiful woman. Mm, I see. Or like uh, if you say like the Cadillac is the best car ever, and you disagree, you say forget about it. Like it, you're disagreeing as well. Yeah. But then also it could be literally forget about it. So they say something to you that you're like, no, 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 don't talk about that. So forget about it, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So like he, there's so many. Yeah. (laughs) So many reasons to say forget about it that they say it so often. Yeah. Like halfway through the movie, I was like, this could be a drinking game. (laughs) Every time they say forget about it. (laughs) It was crazy. Really drunk though. Lord. Mafia movies are so long. Yes. Also very conducive to drinking games, which I will give you one for the Godfather in a little bit. Okay. But yeah, they are very long. So long. Like most, like I was looking for movies to watch. So last night I was just like, um, I think it'd be a good idea for me to actually watch a mafia movie for the episode. At least one. (laughs) So I was going through and I was going through like the top lists of mafia movies on different websites. Right. And I was just like, which one of these sounds good? And I couldn't really get into most of them because I'm not very familiar with most of the actors. Which I think we said already, most of the actors are recurring. Man, it's so, like, so frequent. So yeah. like one, especially Al Pacino is mm-hmm. definitely one. He's in many, he's in Scarface, he's in the Godfathers, all of them, all three Godfathers mm-hmm. he's in. He was in Donnie Brasco, he's in, I think it's Carlito's Way is what it's called, which I've never seen, but I want to. Um, but yeah, he's in a lot of them. I'm mm-hmm. also finding Leonardo DiCaprio's in a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and specifically the Irish mafia ones. Yes. Um, like the departed, like mm-hmm. you watched last night. He's also in uh, gangs of New York. Yes. So that's a frequent one, frequent one. I didn't realize this, but Jack Nicholson is also pretty frequent. Oh yeah. 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 Cause he was in the departed, but also in that era of time, whenever the, they were making all of these movies, he was a phenomenal A-list actor. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. He was in high demand. He still is, but not as much, mm, as, not as, much. as he used to be. He's doing a little bit more comedy than he used to. Yeah. Because he's getting to that age where people aren't taking him as seriously. Right. Because there are up and coming actors who you can take more seriously than that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's, that's varying off topic. Mafia movies are long. <laughs> They are. They are. Well, in uh, in mafia movies specifically, the reoccurring actors are like Joe Pesci Mm -hmm. is a big one. Um, Robert De Niro, Mm -hmm. Ray Liotta, I think is his name. Ray Liotta. He's in um, Goodfellas. And uh, he does. uh, He's probably in some other movies that I just can't think of. I think I remember seeing him as an older person in a mafia movie. I just can't remember what movie it was. I was trying to think of that this morning because I was like, he's in a lot of movies, but I can't remember where that one is from. Johnny Depp is in at least two. He's in Donnie Brasco and he's also in Public Enemy, which is considered Mm -hmm. a mafia movie. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that one? 
I have I know bits and pieces of mafia movies. One because I've started a couple, but I've never mm-hmm. finished them. Okay, like the gangs in New York. I have started that <laughs> it's one. It's a but long I never fin- movie. Yeah, I never finished that movie. And then there was another one that we were talking about, um, American Gangster. Yeah, uh, that one I have started. I don't know if I finished it or not. With Denzel. I, yeah, with Denzel Washington. I can't say that I did finish it because I don't remember how it ends. Yeah. But I do remember watching that movie. Right. <laughs> if I got to the end, I don't know. But <laughs> I, I, I don't know why, but I tend to rewatch mafia movies like crazy. Yeah. I think it's because I find them super attractive because mm. they're like, they're just attractive. They're good looking men. I have a hard time with mafia movies. Mm-hmm. I love suspense. There's thrillers. a lot in it. Yeah. There's a lot of politics yeah. in mafia movies. And I think from a certain standpoint, I don't really understand all of the politics of it all mm-hmm. because I've never been that kind of person to kind of like be very interested in the politics of it all. I understand. But I love suspense thrillers, things like um, Inception, things like Donnie Darko, mm. stuff like that. But, but whenever it comes to something more realistic, I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know about real life. I don't want to know about real life. I watch movies to experience escape my that's, problems that's very true well and yeah like last night donnie brasco i didn't realize it was based on a true story mm-hmm. um but a lot of them are based on true stories or like yeah. something similar to something that's happened or it's like this is the story of what everybody thinks happened right you know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. um so it's very interesting to me it's very interesting so i'm always really interested yes in the politics of uh, so those kinds of movies to me are mm. very fun for me to watch. Mm. So, but I can see where because when I was younger, I've watched The Godfather so many times. Mm-hmm. It is unreal. Mm. Um, I used to watch it every Thanksgiving, occasionally. Like I can quote the movie. Um, sometimes, like I think I could probably quote it from beginning to end, and it's a <laughs> long movie. Um, but anyway, there's just a lot of details and a lot of. Um, there's just a lot to it. There's a lot of mm. of stuff going on that's yeah. behind the scenes that you don't know until it's brought up. And then right. it kind of, you have to remember that yeah. in order to piece the rest of it together. The last movie that I saw that was like that in a similar fashion was Ready Player One. Right. We've talked about that before, but the movie was so good. Every single time I watch it, I realize something Something different. new. Yeah. Yes. And that's why I love mafia movies because every time I go back and rewatch it, mm-hmm. I have figured out something else that I was like I did not realize that last time yeah. and I love that and it's that. like the most obvious thing yeah <laughs> the, like these tiny little nuances that they put in the movies just to like it, it's not like an easter egg no it's just kind of like here it is we're not hiding it you're just going to recognize it or you're not right well and there are some things too that I don't even realize are somewhat significant so like in the movie the godfather again this is a spoiler kind of not really anyway so in the movie the godfather um Michael Corleone, he goes and he visits his father because his father was just shot. And uh, when he goes there, he realizes there are no guards or anything. So he like, there's this man who's going to go give his father flowers. So he says, you're going to pretend to be a goon with me for a second. Goon is another uh, term for somebody in their kind of business. Mm -hmm. Um, But he like takes him outside and they stand outside and has his hand in his pocket and his collar popped and he looks like he's going to shoot somebody. And Michael Corleone is like just standing there. And at the end, like whenever the car is driven past, so uh, they were going to try to kill his father, but the car drives past and they decide not to because there's people standing there. there. Yes. Um, At the end of that, the guy, the flower guy shaking really bad. And Michael Corleone lights a cigarette for him because the guy can't even light himself a cigarette. Mm. And he realizes his hands are so steady. And he's like 
just stares at his hands. And the first time I ever watched that, I didn't even catch that. Mm -hmm. But he's staring at his hands because he's not shaking and he's Mm -hmm. not nervous. And he's like, I wasn't really expecting not to be nervous. But that's something, as you rewatch things, you catch those little Mm -hmm. things. And you kind of realize, okay, that's significant because this, this, and this. Yeah. There's just little significant things all throughout Mm -hmm. mafia movies, which is why I love it so much. I'm I'm not going to lie. Mafia movies have great plots. Great storylines, things that you wouldn't expect, because definitely in The Departed, the movie that I watched last (laughs) night, I did not expect the ending. Man, it's so unpredictable. Very unpredictable. But that's also why I like it, because it's almost like Game of Thrones. Like, (laughs) you aren't sure who's going to (laughs) die. You can almost guarantee Uh, that the, like, the... You know, the people that aren't worth much in the show, that they're probably going to die. And just whenever you fall in love with a character. Yeah. The instant that you finally recognize them for their true potential. Yeah. Whack them. Death. Yes. And it's, it's such, it's similar to Game of Thrones for that reason. Oh my gosh. Game of Thrones is secretly a mafia show. (laughs) (laughs) They've got their families and everything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I have a drinking game for you. There's lots of okay. drinking in all these movies, mm-hmm. um, specifically The Godfather, because I have a special place in in my heart for The Godfather. It's my it's probably my favorite movie of all time. Mm. So really, yes, of all time. Wow, one of my favorite movies. I would imagine it'd be something Johnny Depp. No, I love Marlon Brando mm. and like Robert De Niro and Al Pacino a lot more, and it has all three in them. I thought it would have been something a little bit more. Weird, a little bit more awkward. <laughs> Something that I has do a love the brothers, a, brothers Bloom. The is Brothers it? Bloom, yeah, that's a really good. Movie. I love, and that's also my top list. But I'm the thinking, color purple. I'm thinking more of things that are just like kind of strange, <laughs> like don't make a whole lot of sense until the end. Yes, that's the kind of movie I thought would be your top. Um, I mean, not really. I mean, I I do love some weird movies, mm-hmm. and I like love them. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Um, but because this movie has been, it's like attached to my family mm, kind of thing. I so see. it gives me good memories. Yeah. And like, like I said, it's always new for me. Like every time I watch it, there's something different in it that I didn't realize before. Yeah. So it's just one of those movies that I could just watch all mm-hmm. the time and I'd be fine with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so drinking game, mm-hmm. grab yourself a beer or wine and do this game. Mm-hmm. So the first one is every time they say Sicilian in The Godfather, which is a lot. That's, a, that's I would imagine. Uh, evidently, my great-grandfather really hated Sicilians because Sicilians are the southern and then the northern Italians mm. really dislike each other. So, like, anyway, so he didn't like the fact that the Corleones were from the Sicilian area. Oh, I see. But anyway, so um, Sicilian, every time they say it, take okay. a drink. Um, every time somebody has wine, there's a lot of wine, <laughs> mafia movies. take a drink. Yeah. Which is a lot. Uh, a lot of these are a lot though. So maybe not hard, hard liquor, mm-hmm. even on the website that I found this on, uh, which I can't remember, but if you just Google like Godfather drinking game, it'll probably pop up. But, um, it said on there, do this with beer or wine because like you'll die if you do hard liquor. <laughs> Every time the Godfather's on the screen is another one, um, which is not as often as you probably think. So, like, you will, it'll be plenty, 
but it's not, I mean, if you just do it once every time he's on the screen, because most of the time the Godfather or the Don, he's going to be kind of the background. So he like tells everybody what to do and everybody else is doing what he's doing, what he said. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be the prominent figures. But anyway, so every time he's on the screen, uh, the screen, you take a drink. Every time someone speaks in Italian. Every time someone says the family. (laughs) Which is a lot. Yeah. Every time someone says it's business or it was business, mm. um, take the a drink. The family business. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, when someone touch, touches the Don's hand out of respect, take a drink, which is kind of a lot, actually. Especially because at the very beginning of that of The Godfather, they do like a wedding. And during the Don's wedding, uh, daughter's wedding... Um, anybody can come and ask for a favor. Right. That's a very famous scene that I knew about. It is, where he's petting the cat. the day of my daughter's wedding. (laughs) You know? Yes. Very famous scene. It is. That was in... uh, There's lots of famous phrases that come from The Godfather, too. Like, uh, leave the gun, take the cannoli. That's everybody's (laughs) favorite. I love that one. Um, There's all kinds. I could probably think of tons of them. But Mm -hmm. anyway, drinking game. And then you'll chug your drink whenever they scream for the, uh, like, so there's a scene where a, a horse's head is cut off and it's put in the guy's bed. It's like, a, uh, sending him a message, but anyway, he pulls back the thing and he screams and it's a long scream. So chug it whenever he screams for as long as he's screaming. Damn. You'll have a good time. Yay. 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 Mafia. I'm going to whack somebody. <laughs> maybe not you'll go to jail because you don't have the mafia to help you okay well since i don't want to get sued yes let's move on to our next subject okay brewing something bitter yeah well actually it should be like that's so counterintuitive (laughs) boo Okay, Meredith, my dear, what makes you bitter? So that the weekend is too short. Mine's really short. (laughs) I've told you this so many times. You load your weekend with so much stuff. I know. I mean, we're technically working. The weekend is is so short. We record during the weekend. We do. So that's already like I'm I'm putting you to work. Well, you you just take up my mornings on Sundays and that's really (laughs) it. But then I have like the a lunch kind of thing with my grandmother mm-hmm. and then sometimes something else comes up so then my whole weekend is basically yeah. like doing other things you do you're a busy busy person yeah i don't know why i do that to myself but i do evidently yeah. <laughs> um but anyway so i just feel like they're too short i wish i had like one extra day mm-hmm. so that i could just not do anything that day mm-hmm. i'm i've been considering uh asking my grandmother if we could like just for a week or so um, maybe to not do lunch mm-hmm. for Saturday, just so that I can have a Saturday where I do nothing. Mm-hmm. But occasionally she doesn't want to go anyway. Mm. So you just have a free day. Yes. Or a free like four hours. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, goodness. But anyway, they're just too short for me. Yeah. And I dislike it. Mm. How about you? For me... I, okay, so this one's kind of hard to explain, but I am bitter about politics Okay. right now. I'm not a very political person. Man, I'm always kind of bitter about politics. I try to avoid politics because as an individual, I am mature enough. I'm not very mature, but I am mature (laughs) enough. At least you know it. (laughs) To admit that I don't know enough about something to have an opinion. Okay. So I don't know a whole lot about politics. 
And I certainly don't want to form any opinions about people or processes that we have in our government based on biased reporting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, agree. You can go to so many different types of news outlets and find so many different forms of information. It's really hard to find yeah. unbiased news these days. I watch Philip DeFranco. Yeah, on YouTube. I do love Philip DeFranco. He has been my go-to for all things news related mm-hmm. because he will give you so much information yeah. and tell you where all of the information is coming from. Like this came from CNN, but this came from Fox. And then we have this story. These are the facts that we know of for sure. These are the things that we've heard of, but aren't confirmed, like all that good stuff. Yeah. That's what I really like about Philip DeFranco. It, it reminds me, my dad always told me that, um, People have one story and the other person will have another, but somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle is the truth. Exactly. And so that's what he reminds me of. Yes. He's the person who tries to give you with a story that's in the middle. Right. Which is what I love. Yeah. So. I like NPR. It is a little bit mm-hmm. biased towards the mm-hmm. left. A tiny bit. But I try yeah. to keep that in mind whenever I hear things. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so I'm, I've recently been hearing different stuff about different politics, mm-hmm. and we'll get into it more with my sweet. Okay. But for my bitter, I re- like hearing so many terrible things about our current governing system makes me so sad. Yeah, Like all real. of the tragic stories that are happening uh, on the border, children being detained, Mm-hmm. Um, children dying children dying yeah. yes um all all of these different not even just the border but our current relations with other countries yeah. different types of immigration laws that are going through so like shameful all, it's very very shameful it makes me feel like we're taking a step back as, a, as an american people you know what i mean yeah and and the fact too that even roe versus wade might be overturned yeah. i heard about that too Ooh. I mean, there are so many, but I, of course, myself, I don't know enough about the political system to have an opinion whether somebody is right in their campaign or somebody is wrong in their campaign. So I don't want to be the person, I don't want to be the voice that says, this is how our country should be run. Right. You know what I mean? Because I don't, I don't feel like I'm that kind of individual. Right. I would never run for office. Would you not? No, I wouldn't. Dang. I feel like maybe a couple years down the line, if I were to passionately educate myself about it, Mm -hmm. it would be a different story. But I don't feel that way. Right. So I can't really say one way or the other that our country is in good hands. At least you know that about yourself, though. Yeah, I'm really... I for sure know that Trump is not good hands. (laughs) He has tiny hands. So... And he'll do questioning things with them. Anyway. It's true. So that's just what's really... It makes me feel kind of obnoxious to say that politics are rubbing me the wrong way right now, Mm -hmm. but also knowing that I'm not educated enough in politics to have an opinion. So on one hand, like it makes me really upset. On the other hand, it's just like, why are you upset in the first place? Because you don't, I mean, what the fuck do you know about politics? You know what I mean? You can be upset though about how a country's run and not really understand how it's run. And maybe that will impassion you to look up more, more things about it. It definitely has. Good. (laughs) Good, good. So, Alex, yes. what's sweet this week? My sweet this week is a politician. <laughs> I figured. Her name is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Mm-hmm. She is the youngest congresswoman in the history of America. Mm. She is 29 years old, and she was sworn into office on a midterm election in New York City. Nice. The person that she beat out was a 10-year tenured congressman. Right. 
And she is just this incredible person. I saw an interview of hers and she said that one of the reasons why she feels like she won in her midterm election, um, never having any political experience uh, in any sort of governing judicial system, anything like that. She said that one time she was in her campaign and she was um, marketing by the polls, right? And there was uh, two kids, literal children, who came up to her and was like, we just voted for you. And she was just like, how old are you? And they were both just like, we're 19. And she said in that moment, she realized that America was changing. Yeah. Because if two 19-year-old children in the Bronx right. were voting in a midterm election right. that had nothing to do with you know, the governing yeah. uh, political system that as it pertained to those individuals, then she can clearly see a visible line mm-hmm. of where things are changing. Yeah. In people are stepping up and deciding yes. that, okay, this is something I actually should care yes. about and vote for. I think it's because of the terror that mm-hmm. uh, ensued whenever <laughs> someone who used to have a show called the apprentice uh, became president. Yeah. What a shit show. Anyway, so she is my sweet this week. Good. Our, she's the youngest congresswoman in all of American history. And it makes me so proud to know that just because somebody is tenured for decades, however long they've been in the political system. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that. Doesn't they're... mean that that's how this country is going to be run for the rest of our lives. Yes. We have the power to make change. Right. And for like throughout all of my life, I never believed that my one voice would make a difference. But then to hear somebody, a congresswoman who has been sworn in recently say that her life changing moment were children coming up to her and telling her that they voted for her. That makes me feel like, you know what, this can actually happen. Right. Like, this is real. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's my suite this week. I'm getting much more involved in kind of educating myself Good. over the process. Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, like, gerrymandering is a thing. We can never, like, it's going to take years to fix gerrymandering. Yeah. But, like, there's so much more that we can learn. And I've, I've always been a very, like, selfish individual. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing to add to that. But now that I'm growing up, And I'm thinking to myself what kind of future I want, not only for myself, but if I were to have children later on down the line, or if I were to have family or nieces and nephews, I do have a nephew. And I think about what the world is going to be like for him whenever he grows up. Mm -hmm. Like already the future looks drastically different from how I was raised. Right. So I know that things will be different for him. But how things are going to be different is going to be up to us. Right. The people who are in the middle of the realm right now. We're not stuck in our ways. And we've just come out of this phase in our lives where, you know what, maybe it's time to get real about these issues. So it's just, it's very passionate. You know what I mean? Yes. To realize that (laughs) you have a voice. It's kind of, uh, it's just like, it shocks me because as a minority, we don't really think that our opinion matters, especially in a place like Texas, Mm -hmm. especially people who are um, part of multiple different minority identities. We we don't think that our voice is going to be heard. The white man in the Republican seat is always going to be the more influential person. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. So now understanding that these changes are happening, it's kind of like giving us hope. You know what I mean? I love that. Alex Flores for governor. (laughs) 
And Tejas. <laughs> You'd be a lot better than Ted Cruz. <laughs> Free wigs for everybody. You get a wig. You get a wig. You get a wig. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, shit. <laughs> Is she the one that called uh, Trump a motherfucker? There's somebody who is... I don't know who that was. It might have been the Palestinian lady. Maybe. Whose name I should remember, but I don't. I don't know. Anyway, okay. Anyway, what <laughs> what's sweet this week for you in um, your world? <laughs> I almost forgot that I hadn't said mine yet. So, <laughs> so mine is that I went and saw um, Captain America... Uh, not Captain America. Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Is it good? Okay, so I have opinions. Okay. Are you ready? You have lots of opinions about movies. I do. So I'm excited about this. Hold okay. on. Let me get some more coffee. Okay. So I, I did like the movie. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily loved, but I think origin movies are supposed to be somewhat comical. And this was, I really loved that it had some humor in it and also mm-hmm. a good balance of like seriousness. So mm-hmm. like it's a serious movie because you're, you know, this is the start of a new character for mm-hmm. me anyway. I didn't yeah. realize she was a real thing, um, but she is. She's in the comics and yeah, everything. Yeah, she is in the comics. I didn't realize that. So at first I had opinions of like, I feel like they're just doing this to make money. Oh. But it's, well, I, uh, I mean, they're probably doing it to make money, but I didn't realize she's part of the Avengers. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so I was excited once I found that out and I went and I watched it. I love a lot of aspects of it. I love that there's a major, major draw to girl power in this mm-hmm. movie. So, and it's set in like 95 or so. Mm-hmm. And so like they have a bunch of nineties music and they dress like they're in the nineties. And I was like, I love it. <laughs> I love everything about it. Um, I love all of that. And that it had some comical aspects to it. Like I said, cause I think origin stories should be a little lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, it should have some seriousness to it, but there are some origins like uh, captain America, just a, too much of a serious origin mm-hmm. story for me. I was like, I loved Captain America. Also, he's very attractive. He is very attractive. Um, I also loved that in this movie, they kind of insinuated that Captain Marvel is a lesbian. Really? Yes, just a little bit. And in the comics, is she portrayed as? I don't a lesbian? know because, like I said, I didn't know she was a thing. Listeners, people of the world, let us know. Email us and let us know. Is Captain Marvel a lesbian? Yeah, because it kind of insinuates that she might be. Hmm. Um, but because it's a children's movie, I guess they didn't like show, you know, some lesbians get it on. <laughs> um, but Now let me ask a serious question okay. that I want the answer to because I don't know this. Is she a human? Is she portrayed as a human person? So, yes. Uh, in, the sh- in the movie, okay, this might be a spoiler. So if you do not want to know about Captain Marvel, turn mm-hmm. off the podcast now. And I hope you have a great day. Tune in next week. Yes, please tune in <laughs> next week. Okay, so I'm going to ruin parts of this, this show for you. So okay. she is actually from Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, this thing explodes and she envelops its power. Hmm. And that's how she gets her powers. And then she goes to a new, she forgets that she's from earth because of the impact from the blow. Mm. And she goes to a different planet and she kind of, um, joins this, I think they're called the Cree, something like that. Hmm. She joins this new, uh, uh, planet. It's not new, but of a a different species. Mm -hmm. And they tell her that she is one of them. So she thinks Mm. she's from there. Uh, until the end and she finds out that she's actually from earth. It's really, uh, I do really like the plot. I like her origin story. Mm -hmm. I thought it was very funny and very girl power, um, which I really liked as well. Mm -hmm. 
it was just kind of predictable. Mm. So like the whole time I was sitting there and I was like, he's going to end up being the bad guy. And he was, Mm. and it's like, I wish you can't really mess too much with origin stories. So that's why I say I like it. Like I thought that I'm hating on it or anything. It was just very, a predictable Marvel movie. I need to research whether or not it is an accurate depiction of how it was portrayed in the comics. I've been uh, kind of wondering if I should read the comics and Mm. see if it's similar. Um, cause it really is a good movie. Yeah. I also love the actress that plays her. She's in, um, Scott Pilgrim. I don't love her. You don't. She plays no. Envy Adams in Scott Pilgrim. I think that she's a little cheesy, but the movie's cheesy. Yeah. So but she's I good think, for the part. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, could you think I of someone to, better? If I were to, yes. Who? If um, Scarlett Johansson was not Black Widow, but she I would is, want her as Captain Marvel. She is a beautiful Black Widow. She is a, she's incredible at whatever she does. I know. I can list a couple of actors who I would want to see as Captain Marvel other than her. Jennifer Lawrence. I would like to see Jennifer Lawrence as Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. I think she would be great at it. I just like that she was just like... I was thinking this during the movie. She's kind of the wonder bread of... <laughs> <laughs> Of actresses, and I thought that that was probably really great for someone who's the most powerful. Like, mm. she's just so plain looking, and mm-hmm. I mean, she's beautiful, yeah, but she's not like Scarlett Joe, who's obviously gorgeous. Yeah, oh my God. Um, but she's like, you know, the Wonder Bread, the plain white bread <laughs> of, of women. You just kind of look at her and you're like, she's pretty, but she's yeah. not like the most beautiful mm-hmm. ever, and she is the most powerful person in Marvel. She is? She is. She's supposed to be the most powerful of all of them. I didn't know that. And I love that she's just so in, <laughs> insignificant looking. That sounds terrible. But she's not like the, uh, the most gorgeous, beautiful woman that has ever walked the earth. I've heard mixed reviews about it. Have you? More so than anything, people are Russell not did not it. like it. Yeah, more so than anything, most people do not like the movie. But, but I did. I liked it. Okay. I won't say I loved. Loved, but no. Yeah, yeah but I do. I did like it a lot. You know what movie I loved? Tell me. Black Panther. Oh man, that's a great Jesus freaking movie. So good, and that's that is a great origin movie. Yeah, humor and oh, love. I love it. Perfect. It's called comics for a reason. Like it's supposed also, to be somewhat humorous. The cast was so fucking incredible. Yeah, it really was. Every single character really committed to every single scene. Yeah, it was like there were no bits and pieces of things that I liked and didn't like. It was even if there were parts of the movie that I was just like, oh, I wish that wouldn't have happened yes like they still committed to that part of the movie right you know what i mean yeah. so like i believed it and it was just it was like oh my gosh i love this also i did uh sorry going back to the captain marvel real mm-hmm. quick i did love that jude law was in it jude law is in it yeah he's in oh, it. oh that's right he is in it and yeah. i really loved that i saw him and i was like oh i didn't even know he was in this movie <laughs> you love jude i love him yeah. <laughs> uh, so i was very excited to see that um, yeah, it's just, I did, mm. I enjoyed it a lot. So that was my sweet and hey. it was a date with Russell. So Aww. always a sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I do need to watch that movie because I have, I've heard things about, I want to make my own opinion about it, but I have heard that some people like it. Some people don't. It's just, it's, uh... it's worth seeing. I feel okay. Maybe not worth going to the theater, but maybe worth us uh, sitting down at my house and watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Cool. Yay. Okay, listeners, 
people, people of the world. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, please feel free to email us, get a hold of us. All of our social media links will be in the description, as always. And until next time, beautiful farewells, everybody. Bye. Forget about it. <laughs>